Hello and welcome to the Health Hacks podcast, the podcast for high-performing professional females looking for practical ways to optimize all areas of their health and wellness. At Health Hacks, we understand that as a busy female, you wear numerous hats throughout your working week. You're trying to juggle it all, while also looking to carve out time to prioritize your own goals. It's challenging. It's therefore our mission to channel your energy into the areas that are going to help give you the biggest bang for your buck, to really make significant changes to your lifestyle in the most efficient way possible. So at the moment, if you feel as though you need more energy, you want to feel more productive to improve the quality of your sleep, to lower stress, to increase confidence, to show up better in both your personal and your professional relationships, this podcast is for you. If it's time you prioritize your health, learn to fuel your body, found time for exercise, and said goodbye to fad diets and inconsistent behaviors for good, this podcast is for you. If it's time for you to step into the shoes of the high performer you know you can be, this is the right podcast for you. Join me and my guests as we take you through the Health Hacks podcast. Today's episode is so long overdue. I can't believe we haven't done a menstrual cycle specific episode, but we are here now and we're doing so with Molly Sykes, the period nutritionist. So today's episode is for you if you are a female, if you have a menstrual cycle, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, if you know any females who menstruate, if you are a trainer or fitness professional, If you are someone with just an interest in overall health, this episode is for you. And today we're gonna learn about our cycles. We're going to cover considerations around exercise and nutrition and how that may or may not change throughout our cycle. And we're also gonna look at stabilizing. If you are someone who's menstruating, but you'd like to stabilize your cycle, perhaps it's not as regular as you would like it to be. You want to balance your hormones and take a more health-focused approach to doing so this is the episode for you. Molly is fantastic and she's gonna give us some amazing insights into our menstrual cycle. If the menstrual cycle is completely new to you, congratulations first that you are in the right place. But if you're also like me and you're quite visual and you're a visual learner, it might be really beneficial to see some of the things that we're talking about in diagrammatic form. We're gonna be talking about follicular phases and luteal phases and ovulation and menstruation. Sometimes it can get a little bit confusing mapping that out in your head. For that reason, what I've done is I've linked one of Molly's fantastic social media posts below and in that social media post you're going to see a really nice graph and it might be really handy to reference that as we're talking so you can see exactly where we're talking about ups and downs and rounds and about so you'll know exactly where we are and what we're uh, what we're chatting about so I will link that in the show notes below as ever if you are a fan of the health hacks podcast and you would like to support us and you'd like to take a few seconds just to support us we would sincerely appreciate it the best ways to do that are to share subscribe or like on your podcast platform of choice whether that be apple podcast or spotify typically that's where you can find us 
or send to a friend. If you have a friend who has maybe mentioned over coffee recently about her period, if you have someone that you know is taking an active interest in their health at the moment, if they're on a weight loss journey or they're trying to boost energy, improve their sleep, whatever they may be up to, send them this podcast. We would sincerely appreciate it and hopefully they would too. They're going to get some value and like I say, and I say every single week, the best way that we can help the podcast grow to reach more ears and ultimately help more people across the whole entire world. I see the stats every single week and I see how far the podcast reaches, which is incredibly exciting. But if you would like to support us and you would also like to help someone in your life, send them an episode of the podcast. We would appreciate it and like I said, I hope they would too. And on that note, we are incredibly lucky to work with women all over the world and they may be on different time zones, but the ladies who arrive to us are very often dealing with or trying to navigate very similar barriers. For busy time-strapped ladies, these are often around lack of time, low energy, poor sleep quality, elevated stress, and their goals are often centered around improving physical fitness, performance, and weight loss. If any of those sound familiar, we have you covered. Our five-step free guides are available on our website. Again, these are linked in the show notes below. If any of those sound familiar, lack of time, low energy, poor sleep, or elevated stress, If you are dealing with any of those this week, our five-step free guides are there to help you navigate and to offer tips and tricks that you can start to bring in today to help those. If you are interested in one-to-one coaching, we also have spaces available on our one-to-one coaching programs. If the messages and the topics, themes that we cover on the Health Hacks podcast are of interest to you, if the way that I approach um, health and wellness resonates with you. If you like our approach and our messaging and you may be interested in finding out how we can work with you personally, don't be afraid to explore the resources on the website, but also get in touch. Send me an email. Let me know where you are at the moment in your health and fitness journey, but crucially where you want to go. And we'll see if we're the right fit. So I think that's more than enough for me for today. Let's get into this episode on the menstrual cycle with the period nutritionist, Molly Sykes. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Health Hacks podcast. I'm so pleased to be joined by Molly Sykes, who you may know better on social media as the period nutritionist. Molly's going to be walking us through all things related to the menstrual cycle today. And Molly, I was saying to you before we hit record, I am shocked, ashamed and appalled that we have not yet done a podcast specifically on the menstrual cycle that has to change is going to change today we're going to lift the lid and dive into one of the biggest topics of female health that we have not yet covered so the floor is absolutely yours because as I say we haven't done a full episode on this so you can put your absolute stamp on it and um, I think before we go into talking about all things period related, we'll, we should find out a little bit about you, what you do, who you are and who you help. Absolutely. I mean, I forgive you and I'm <laughs> honoured to be the first person to come on and chat about periods with you. It's my favourite topic, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I am a registered associate nutritionist. I live in the UK and I basically work with women to improve their diet and their lifestyle so that they're living more in tune with their cycles and optimizing their hormone health and essentially having a healthier, happier period. Um, I 
it hasn't been smooth sailing. I really struggled with my own period and my own hormones. So like I did five years of studying nutrition at uni, but the whole time I like struggled with my weight. I had irregular periods, really bad cramps, bad acne. Um, and even though I was studying nutrition and I was going to the doctors, there just no one had an answer for me. I was getting put on all different types of like contraceptive pills. I had coils, but nothing was helping. So I had to take matters into my own hands. And just through obviously my nutrition knowledge and my own research, I learned how to naturally rebalance my hormones and heal my cycle. So now I have pain-free periods and I'm just a healthier, happier version of myself. And I think through that experience and through realising that there's actually not that much information out there, I've just made it my life mission to help other women who have these issues, you know, go through the same, help them thrive and also help them to just not be alone because it is challenging. So yeah, that's me really. I love it. I think Molly, the fact that you have lived through and you really practice what you preach and you've had to do, you know, try and test and almost use yourself as a bit of an experiment, it's probably felt like at times you're so well equipped to help other women in a in a similar position. It really comes across the way that you talk, that you're really passionate about what you do too. And I'm going to put my hands up and say, before we go into today's episode, and I feel awful when I say this, is that I am someone who has never had to deal with bad periods. And the reason that it can sometimes be difficult to advise or to I absolutely understand what it what it must be like. I think I remember one bad series of cramps. But I remember it so clearly because it only really happened once. And I'm sure there are people thinking, oh my God, what a bitch listening to this. And who have crippling periods. Because I do, I have clients who, you know, can't get out of bed. They definitely can't exercise. They have to take days off work. And it is something that they dread every single month. So I think lifting the lid on this and really looking at how we can offer strategies and advice and help ladies is going to be so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're obviously so lucky to have pretty much symptomless periods, but it's so common for women to struggle with their periods, yet so few people talk about it because you know, are you going to turn to your mate on a Friday night and be like, oh my God, my period's so heavy. I've just like bled through my pants. Like it's awkward. And we, I feel like times are changing, but we were kind of raised to not talk about those things so much. But I think the more we talk about it and the more, we share our experiences and learn about our bodies, the better things will be and we can really help each other and help ourselves have better periods. Absolutely. Molly, why I think I should start with a really simple question, but I don't it's probably a multifaceted answer. Why is it so important that we have healthy periods? So I mean we're talking about periods, but actually our periods are a small part of our menstrual cycle, which is a small part of our hormones, which is a big part of our whole body. So lots of people see, you know, the period is like, it's just one week a month, that's all you need to worry about. But actually this menstrual cycle goes on all month long, and it's essentially the change in levels of hormones throughout the month. So the average menstrual cycle is around 28 days, but yours could be a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. 
and these change in hormone levels change like our mood, our energy, our productivity, our sleep, it really affects every part of our body. So I mean do you want me to tell you about the different phases? I would love to go through every single phase of the menstrual cycle. Let's just start from the beginning. Um, We'll have a chat as though we have no prior knowledge whatsoever of periods and just strip it right back because we'll often see things. I think you can maybe relate to this. Like we'll see things online, like what to eat in your luteal phase, how to eat, how to train in your follicular phase. And I'm, I'm sure there are women out there thinking, I'm not a hundred percent clear on what those are. Yeah. So I think we should maybe just start right at the beginning. Cool. So I'll tell you about the phases and then we can go into diet and exercise and everything after. Uh, so there are four phases to our cycle and day one of your period is day one of a new cycle and this is your menstrual phase. So the whole time that you're menstruating, whether that's three days, five days, seven days, this is your menstrual phase. During this phase are Hormone levels are generally quite low, so obviously we feel more lethargic, a bit more tired and more like we want to stay at home. And this is really a time to just like rest, relax, because obviously being on your period is exhausting and your body is using so much energy to actually do that for you. So lots of people find that in their menstrual phase and that first week, they're just feeling low, they want to stay home, and I mean, that's the best thing to do anyway. So then after your period, at the end of those seven days or how long it may be, your hormones start to rise again as you come into your follicular phase. So your follicular phase is generally around 10 days long, and it's from when your period ends to when you ovulate. And as your coming towards ovulation, your hormone levels are rising. So your estrogen levels are particularly dominant in this phase. And that starts to make us feel a bit more social, more creative. We have a bit more energy. And our hormones are essentially just on the way up. Until, in my head, what we get to is the main event, which is ovulation. So I like to remind people that even if you don't want to have a baby, like we're animals at the end of the day and our body's sole purpose is to reproduce. So we have this whole cycle in preparation for pregnancy and to try and have a baby. So when we ovulate, because we are our most fertile, our hormones respond in a way that make us almost attract partners. So we want to go out more. This is when we feel the most energized, the most social, This is a really great time for, you know, if you have a presentation at work or you're going on a date, like if you're around ovulation, you're going to really be the best version of yourself for this. And our hormones are just peaking. So this is essentially the top of the curve. We're feeling our best. We want to go out. And what's really interesting to me is some research has actually found that during ovulation, our faces become more symmetrical to make us more attractive to partners. So that's how much our hormones and our cycle affects our bodies. But then after ovulation, you come into your luteal phase. So your hormones start to decline again. Progesterone is really dominant in this phase. So that's our calming hormone. You feel a bit more cozy again. You're probably, you may have a bit of PMS, you may be a bit more irritable. 
but yeah, this is really time to unwind again, slow things down as your body's preparing for your next period, you know, your energy requirements are higher. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the final phase that will last around 14 days. And then you'll be back into your menstrual phase and a whole new cycle when your period comes again. So that's the full shebang. A roller coaster of a month, literally, because your hormones are going up and down and everything is all over the place. I think um, there's there's so much going on in a given month. I think, Molly, I read, and probably far later in life than I should have, I read the book Period Power by Maisie Hill. Are you familiar with her work? I love that book. Yeah, and got quite obsessive about tracking. Yeah. And she talks about the different seasons of our Mm -hmm. cycle and that I could really relate to. And I I absolutely love the book. If no one's read it, I really encourage it. It's really digestible as well, isn't it? Like it's simple to read and it was was great for for me to get into and and to start reading. Um, Are there noticeable changes? I mean, we're describing really distinct phases and really distinct Mm -hmm. patterns and moods and physical changes as well that happen throughout the month. Do most ladies notice these or do they get absorbed in the busyness, the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life, do you think? I think if you don't track your cycle, it's easy to not notice. Like I know for a fact that before I was aware of my cycle, I would have these random days where like, I would just cry or I wouldn't be able to focus at work. Or then like I'd have other days where I was really outgoing and I could literally you know I'd go to work and then I would see a client and then I'd go to the gym and then I'd go to the bar and I had no idea that this was my hormones I just thought it was completely random but tracking your cycle is such I think our cycle is such a superpower and if you can understand it by tracking it then you know when these days are coming so I now know that if I'm coming towards the end of my luteal phase I might need a cry. I need to not be making too many plans because that's how I'm going to feel. So definitely, like, if you don't understand your cycle, it can seem so random and so bizarre. But when you start tracking, it's actually amazing when you realise what patterns are going on. Are forming. Can I, I was going to actually leave this till later on in the recording, but I'll ask the question. Do you use any kind of tracker or tracking app or have you in the past to track your cycle or do you just know it so well now that you don't need to? I still do and always will track my cycle because things can change as well. So it's important to notice that. But I use, so I use natural cycles to track my temperature for my fertility. Yep. But then I also, just in my phone notes, I have a never-ending list of notes from where I literally I'll put what my temperature was I'll put what phase I'm in what day it is and I'll put like three words like you know feeling energized creative and social today and that's I just do that every day it takes 30 seconds and then sometimes I scroll back if I'm feeling funny or something's going on or I'll scroll ahead if you know I'm trying to make some plans and I need to figure out when I'm going to feel my best so yeah. yeah you use natural cycles too me too and yeah. literally I can pull this up and see for anyone maybe this is TMI but I feel like this podcast is all about um sharing so apparently I am ovulating in three days time so yeah. says my so says my app but the reason I love it if no one's ever used natural cycles before the reason I love it is it actually allows you to plan things because I it's bang on accurate 
well, mine has been, my experience with it has been amazing. This isn't sponsored by Natural Cycle, <laughs> for not being, but, but this is, this really blew my mind when I started to do this. Yeah, no, like I've literally got mine due to start my period tomorrow, green day and not fertile. Is that in the shot? That <laughs> is in the shot. Uh, where we are. So handy. I'm on a red day today. Um, and it said to me here that I have uh, that I should get an LH test. Yeah. So yeah, that um, basically measures like your luteinizing hormone, which tells you if you are ovulating or not. And do you advise doing that? So if you're trying to get pregnant, then it can definitely be useful. Although the LH test tells you when you've ovulated and after you've ovulated, you technically only have sort of 24 hours to then fertilize that egg whereas because the sperm lives inside us for around five days it's actually better to try and be having sex in the lead up to your ovulation because then you have higher chance of getting pregnant because there's just more time understood um absolutely not on the agenda for just now I have a small dog um but that'll do um for just now but it is always good to know the information um so in terms of we've talked a bit about the psychological changes and fluctuations throughout the the month you described Molly instances where some days you know we want to stay in and we're not feeling as social other days I've heard ladies refer to their around about their ovulation window which is what I'm in right now I should really book all my podcast interviews for around about this week shouldn't I that would be the best thing to that they've described it as their Beyonce days where they're feeling a little bit sassy they're feeling you know they're really there was that Sasha fierce feeling um what about the physical changes that happen throughout the month anything of note that should we should be considering yeah so I mean Lots of women obviously experience a bit of bloating around their periods um, or like tender breasts. They're the most common. Generally, physically, your body shouldn't change too much over the course of your cycle. And if you are having extreme bloating or, you know, really painful breasts or anything like that, then that's something to obviously look into. Um, But I think when it comes to our cycle, it's more about our energy requirements that change. Because obviously if your body's preparing for a period or you're on your period, then you're actually using a lot of energy. And during that time, you're going to need to eat more. You need your carbs, like your pizza and your pasta. You need your chocolate that has your iron and magnesium in there to support your body when you're on your period. But if you're not on your period when you're like in your ovulation phase or in your follicular phase, you don't need so much energy or body. Generally, you don't have so many food cravings because your body just doesn't need it at that time. So I think, yeah, physically your body can change a bit, but it's more sort of on the inside what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads us nicely, actually, if we're talking about body and mind, to exercise Mm -hmm. and how that may fluctuate over the month or whether it whether it should I've heard arguments on both sides of whether we should be adapting training around our cycle what's your guidance typically with clients around exercise in their period so this has been quite a new topic that I've seen recently and I think it can be really valuable to adjust your training based on your cycle For some people, it may not be realistic if they're like training for a marathon or like my CrossFit girlies who do their HIIT workouts five days a week. It can be a bit controversial. 
but because like our energy levels and our hormone levels are different at different phases it can help to adjust your training so I am a CrossFit girly but I will during my luteal menstrual phase I'll take more rest days I'll do less intense workouts I'll go for more um sort of I'll do a bit more yoga and a bit more stretching and I really try and preserve my energy whereas in like my follicular and my ovulation phase when my energy levels are better that's when I really go for it on the HIIT workouts I'll do a bit more cardio or even I love like a YouTube dance workout um so yeah it's definitely if you're tracking your cycle I think you'll also notice a difference anyway but yeah definitely you know at the start of your cycle go for those lower intensity maybe some more strength-based training and then when you're in your follicular and ovulation when you've got more energy and your body's actually under less stress it's good to go for the the hit the dance the running all of that sort of stuff yeah I love that and is there anything that we just should not be doing in our when we're menstruating or beforehand or is it really person dependent it's definitely very individual and there's nothing that's a no-go but it's important to note that when you're menstruating your body is actually under stress so cortisol is our stress hormone and it's higher during menstruation for obvious reasons like your body's doing the most so if you're menstruating and then you're adding like a HIIT workout on top, that raises your cortisol levels even more. And so when you're adding stress onto stress, this is not only completely exhausting, but it can also make your symptoms worse. Like if you're having cramps or PMS and your body just can't cope so well with the pressure that it's under. So it is important, you know, some people it may not affect them at all, but it's just important to listen to your body. And you know, on those days where you're on your period and you planned a gym session, but you're just too exhausted, like don't beat yourself up, just take a rest day, listen to your body and do what you feel is right for you rather than trying to force out a workout and make yourself feel worse. Mm -hmm. Thinking about, so we've been talking thus far to ladies who are, who have a cycle and who are menstruating would would naturally be the right way to describe that yeah what about our lovely ladies who are using forms of contraception that don't allow them to have a period so that's almost like a whole another ball game because you don't have your hormones don't go through the cycle of people who are having natural cycles because when you're taking a hormonal contraceptive, it essentially puts in fake hormones that override your body's natural cycle. So if you were looking at the wave of the hormones on a chart, you're almost sort of always in your luteal phase because you're not ovulating. So a good way to explain it is that before your period, your body's preparing you for pregnancy, and then, I mean, ovulation, but then after ovulation, your period, your body is protecting itself as if it's pregnant. So because you don't ovulate, your body is always in that protective, almost post-pregnancy state. So that's 
essentially how your hormones look. So that's why you don't have the sort of ebbs and flows in your like your mood, your energy, you're essentially in like a constant state. But you can still support your body in that way, like if you have a healthy nutritious diet and if you're moving every day then you know you can't have an like not have a healthy cycle because you don't have a natural period um but it's just it's just different because of the nature of the pill that you're taking Mm -hmm. so because I did it for 10 years and I've spoken about this on a previous podcast actually and I took it for 10 years um the progestion only and I experienced kind of what you're describing there which was almost like an autopilot So you're neither really up nor really down and you'd have no real way of knowing where you would be hypothetically in a cycle, which, as you say, makes it really difficult to spot any trends. Yeah, exactly. And I actually I've read a really great book book recently called um, How the Pill Changes Everything. Um, And it essentially tells you how the pill changes like your thoughts, your mood, your energy. But when you are, because it's suppressing your hormones, it's suppressing everything. That's why lots of women, they lose their libido when they're on the pill. They can get quite depressed because they don't have those peaks in happiness. It really just, it almost waters down. This might not be for everyone, but I found the pill watered down my life because it just suppressed all parts of me. So, I mean, if you're on the pill and it's working for you, then no worries. But if you've been on it for a long time, I definitely recommend coming off and just seeing how you feel, seeing if it makes a difference. This is very personal. I feel like it's probably the most personal (laughs) I've ever been on a podcast. Well, I'm seven months off of it. And from my own experience, absolutely shocked and relieved how quickly my cycle returned yeah how normal it's been um in some ways it's been so refreshing to actually have it I know that sounds like a really strange thing to say but I actually really enjoy my periods they hurt and they there's bloating and there's everything involved but I actually really enjoy them now they feel healthy they feel great it feels very feminine to have a period yeah and the experience of the highs that you that you feel really outweigh the lows a hundred percent that makes sense is that an odd thing to say no I think that's I've heard that a lot as well I've also heard like lots of people don't get their periods back for a long time and that can be quite stressful but I think it is so worth it you learn so much about yourself when you come off the pill and ovulation in itself has so many health benefits like it improves your bone density improves your strength reduces inflammation so it's been shown that women who have like more healthy natural ovulation generally have lower rates of disease and longer life because of the health benefits of the hormone changes when you ovulate in themselves and that makes so much sense because when we go through perimenopause and into menopause and postmenopause, that's why mm-hmm. there are so many problems with things like osteoporosis and cardiovascular disease, isn't it? Because we don't have that protective shield of estrogen progesterone. Yeah, 
exactly oh interesting I've never thought about it that way so actually ovulating is almost like a health a mid-month health (laughs) kickstart I like that thought um Molly diet wise one of the things that ladies will often say is Caroline I had really bad cravings this week it's the week before my period or it's the week of my period talk to me about cravings why do they happen so I mean at the end of the day cravings are your body's way of telling you it needs something so like the most common period cravings are like your carbs your pizza and pasta your chocolate your sweets And like we said, when you're on your period, your body is doing the most, it needs more energy. And the number one fuel for our bodies is carbohydrates, it's glucose. So when our energy is low and our body is telling us like, please run our period, like fuel us, obviously you're going to crave carbs, bread, pasta. So I mean, that's like the macro side of things, but also... It comes right down to the micronutrients as well. So like when you bleed, you're losing more iron. And a really great source of iron is either red meat or even chocolate. You know, you need magnesium, which again is found in chocolate. So that's just, if you're having cravings, don't worry. Just listen to your body. It's telling you what it wants. So don't beat yourself up. Have that extra bar of chocolate you need I have a, a I have a period meal it's a um it's a stir fry but it's basically it's red meat and all of the dark leafy greens that I can possibly get my hands on and I always always eat this meal when I'm around that window and when I'm uh, menstruating because it just it just makes me feel yeah. good to do it um Molly what if someone's in a, a fat loss phase and they're trying to lose body fat so if you're trying to lose body fat Obviously, being in an energy deficit is key, but if you are finding that you're having more cravings, and if you're, say, experiencing a lot of tiredness, you're getting brain fog, then you might just not be eating enough. So when you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't matter, like one day or one meal doesn't make a difference because it's really over on average. So as long as you remain in your energy deficit over a long period of time, you'll still lose weight. But if you have a couple of days on your period where you're like, I just need to eat, I'm so hungry, I'm so tired, then eating a bit more on those days isn't going to ruin your fat loss progress. Mm-hmm. Also, your period in itself, because you have more water retention and bloating, that can make your weight go up on the scales anyway. So it's important not to get caught up with that. So, I mean, it just goes back to listening to your body and as long as you are consistent with your diet and your intake then you're going to reach your health goals anyway wonderful I had this conversation with someone just yesterday about uh scale weight during your period do you even recommend people take scale weight during the period Molly because I feel like sometimes it can be a bit deflating yeah I mean when I've worked with people who are trying to lose weight we will decide when to take the weight. So if they want to take it weekly, then it just has to be on the same day at the same time, you know, before breakfast, after going to the toilet to make that weight as accurate as possible. But I think generally it's best to just measure it once a month on the same day of your cycle, again, first thing in the morning, before food, after the toilet, and then that will give you the best measure because it can be deflating if one week you'll say 
60 stone, 60 stone, 60 kilos, but then the next week you're 61.5 and like that's just down to fluids and you don't want to let that, you know, bog you down and make you think, oh, I'm not going to stick to my plan, I'm not making progress, but it's really individual. It's just having that awareness, I think. Yeah, knowledge is power. Um, I've seen a recent post on your amazing social media platform all about food for irregular periods Mm -hmm. so what do we mean by regular first so if your period isn't coming at the same time every month like from say 24 to 32 days if you're missing periods or if they're completely sporadic then this is like a huge sign of a hormone imbalance and it's often a sign that you may not be ovulating as well Because once you ovulate, your luteal phase is essentially like a fixed 14 days. But if you're having irregular periods, then it means that you're either ovulating at different times or not at all. So again, lots of people have this when they've come off the pill and are, or if they're a bit younger in the early phases of their cycles. But this is obviously hugely down to diet and lifestyle, but also massively down to stress. So it's so crazy but you know we live in a mad world and we're all running around at 100 miles an hour and our body is just in this fight or flight mode that was built in us to run away from a tiger hundreds and thousands of years ago but now because we're constantly in this fight or flight mode it's really affecting our health and our periods so when you're chronically stressed and your body is panicking it shuts down any non-essential systems and our reproductive system is number one because who needs to make a baby when they're running away from lions and bears? So that's just a huge sign that something's not right, your body doesn't feel safe, you're stressed, it's exhausted and yeah. So nutrition plays such a big role in that because just fueling your body properly and making it feel safe and telling your body that you know we're not being attacked it's okay um can help to bring back a more regular cycle and help you feel more in flow and in tune with your life and your hormones and what are those foods for irregular periods what are your top foods Molly that you would prescribe someone who's got irregular periods top foods definitely whole grain carbohydrates so like your quinoa your brown rice your sourdough these are a great source of energy and a really good source of micronutrients and fiber i also love like you said dark leafy greens are so rich in micronutrients like your magnesium potassium your iron these just help to make sure that your body is really getting all the little helpers that it needs. Um, And dark chocolate is a superfood. I highly recommend it um, and it's delicious. So those are my top three, I would say. Ladies, our nutritionist has just said, eat bread and chocolate. We will take (laughs) that on board and run with it for sure. Molly, I love your social media content related to overall hormone health. Um, I'd firstly like to cover, as menstruating females, mm-hmm. how would you know, you've touched on irregularity in the cycle is one thing, but how would you know there was an 
hormone imbalance going on in the system in the network as you've mm-hmm. described it because it is all of that isn't it it's a it's not just our reproductive hormones everything has a knock-on effect doesn't it 100 percent. yeah so I always tell people that our bodies are not poorly designed like we're not supposed to have horribly painful periods lose loads of blood break out in acne feel depressed or anxious lose our hair get extremely bloated if you're having really severe either PMS symptoms or symptoms when you're on your period then this is a huge sign that you have a hormone imbalance and there's a deeper you know root cause to the issue that needs to be addressed so like we said so many people struggle with their periods as well and although these problems are really common they're not normal and it's just so important to understand your body and listen to your body when it's telling you that something's wrong so if you are experiencing like really bad pain or brain fog or even if you just think oh I kind of struggle with my periods but is this normal I don't know what's going on then it's definitely really important to investigate it you know ask your girlfriends like I was crippled on the sofa for two days with my period do you get that is that normal um because I think for so long women have been told like you know you it's just a period it's meant to be like that just live with it but that's not the case and we know that now so if you're having these symptoms you don't have to live with them reach out investigate it and find out what's going on Mm -hmm. where is that sounds maybe an obvious question but where should someone look to first should they look inwards at their own lifestyle factors should they look outwards for support where would be the first that the first thing that you would suggest someone do Molly I think definitely both I feel like when we actually are honest with ourselves we know what's going wrong like you know if you're working yourself to the bone, if you're not sleeping well at night, or if you're living off takeaway food because you don't have time to cook. So definitely, if you think that there's something, an element of your lifestyle that you could improve on, then start there. But then if you think, oh, I'm trying everything, like I listen to all these health hack podcasts, and (laughs) I read all these books, I'm doing the most, but for some reason I'm still really struggling then that's the time to reach out to like a nutritionist or a dietitian or even your GP um, to try and get a bit of extra support and some more personalised specific help with your hormones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for ladies who've been listening to this, and do, should I should say naturally menstruating ladies, shouldn't I? Is that the correct term to use? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, for ladies who want to keep their cycle as healthy as possible, do you have absolute, some absolute non-negotiables, things that are you know, essential for you and you would consider them fundamental for anyone looking to maintain good hormone health? Yeah, so I personally have like five key pillars to health, which are nutrition, um, sleep, movement, stress and socializing so you really need to address all five pillars to have a healthy period and a healthy lifestyle so like for example you could have the most perfect diet in the world but if you're not exercising and you're chronically stressed then you're not going to be 
have a healthy cycle or be a healthy person. So it's really important to just take that holistic approach to your health and look at everything. So like for your diet, just make sure it can be basic, just have like a whole foods balanced diet, make sure you're getting a good variety of your carbohydrates, fats and protein, try and avoid junk food, stay hydrated, reduce your alcohol intake, all the basics. When it comes to exercise, just try and move your body every day, even if you don't want to go to the gym for two hours, go for a half hour walk in the park or you know, go on a bike ride, do some sort of light movement every day just to keep your circulation in check and keep your body active. When it comes to sleep, sleep is absolutely key. Do not neglect this one. Um, really try and get seven to nine hours of deep restful sleep every night. It really helps to like go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day, just so that your body can reset itself and your hormones can be rested. Um, when it comes to stress, it's so important to manage your stress. Again, you don't want your body in this fight or flight mode all the time. So even just spend 10 minutes at the end of the day doing something that makes you feel more rested, like a bit of yoga, some mindfulness. I love journaling, just writing out all the blur that's going on in my brain. Anything to help you unwind. And then also don't neglect your social life. There's so much research saying how important it is to have friends and people you love around you and people, elder people who have a better social life scientifically live longer. So it's really key for keeping your body balanced and your brain happy and healthy. So yeah, if you've got those five down, then you should be on track to a very healthy, happy cycle. Love that. Like the socialising one took me by surprise, actually. I didn't think that that would be something that you'd say, but I'm really, really pleased that you have. Uh, what I'm also thrilled about is that we couldn't be even more on the same page in regards to what you prescribe and what you advise for your clients. Literally our walkthrough of, of the work that we do with our ladies highlights those those pillars that you've, that you've um, outlined. And I think the take home for me in today's recording is that yes, this recording has been about periods, but would I be correct in saying that the your period is so indicative of overall health that it's a really good signal of what's going on with us internally. Absolutely. I call our period like our fifth vital sign. So if something's going on with your health, then your period will be a sign of it. But generally your period is almost like a symptom to a real root problem. So if you're, say, struggling with um, mood swings, then that could be, it can even sometimes be down to like a gut imbalance or your stress or, you know, it can be anything at all. So yeah, your period is just a huge indicator of the overall picture. And if there's something wrong with your period, then dig deep and get to the root cause of the bigger problem. I love that. Molly, I'm going to say a huge thank you for joining us on the podcast today on our first menstrual cycle focused podcast. Um, if anyone has uh, any questions, if they're interested in finding out more about you, where is the best place to find you? Yes, yeah, so you can find me on socials, particularly Instagram and TikTok at The Period Nutritionist, or you can even head over to my website, which is 
theperiodnutritionist.co.uk um, and yeah drop me a follow drop me a message if you have any specific questions at all or just want to chat about the podcast today then I'm always in my dms and I would love to hear from you it's fantastic Molly thank you so much for your time today I'm going to link all of your contact details in the show notes so if anyone wants to find you they can absolutely do but a huge thank you and uh, we'll be in touch very soon thank you so much it's been amazing thank Thanks. I'd like to thank Molly so much for her time and joining us on the Health Hacks podcast. She really has a lovely way of phrasing her ideas. She really does this have this calm exterior, this very rational and logical approach to her coaching style. I'm just a massive, massive fan of her work. So thank her again for appearing on the podcast this week. Loads of knowledge, hopefully some new knowledge there. Like I say, we've never had a an episode specifically on the menstrual cycle. So hopefully some new pieces of information. My one-to-one clients, of course, if there's anything come up in today's episode that you would like to discuss further, please do so the next time that we touch base, whether that is on a coaching call or a weekly assessment please make sure that you bring those up and we can dive into them a little bit deeper thank you so much to you as ever the listener I know your ears could be on a million different platforms and listening to episodes from you know I I love podcasts I really really do I think the long form content of podcasts is just it's fantastic and I very rarely can be seen without my airpods attached to my head whether that's doing the dishes folding laundry going on a dog walk whatever it may be I'm very often engaged in in a topic whether it be health and fitness related or whether it be absolutely nothing to do with with the, the health world but I do love podcasts and I thank you as ever for your time and joining us I hope it's been valuable if you would like to spend a couple of seconds showing support for the show the best ways to do so are to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice you will never miss an episode we'll be delivered right to your device you never have to think about finding us we will just be there downloaded ready to go every single week tuesday morning new podcast episode comes out and um, that would be an amazing way to show us that support like i say the more that we grow the more that the platforms see us growing the more we get pushed up those those numbers and reach more people and if you would like to send us to someone in your life perhaps you know someone who's embarking on a health and fitness journey and you think that this would be a brilliant way for them to uh, to educate themselves deepen their knowledge in the areas that we cover please feel free to send us to them we would greatly appreciate it and as ever if you are struggling with any of the following lack of time low energy poor sleep quality elevated stress if your goals for the year are fitness focused or weight loss focused go and jump on the free guides on our website. They're a free resource there for you. And hopefully there are some tips and tricks that can help you straight away to address any of those considerations at the moment. And the last thing for me today, if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, if our message here on Health Hacks resonates with you, if you would love to work with either myself or a member of the team personally and take that next step in your own health and fitness journey, we are halfway through the year and perhaps your summer holidays are over and done with perhaps you are focused on the next quarter get in touch we'd love to hear what uh, is going on in your current lifestyle but crucially where you want to be by the end of 2023 it's really really exciting and we thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next week on health hacks